Welcome to Five Strat Weekly, everyone. Silly season is in full effect, and this week we answer all of your burning questions and dig into all the rumors and news Atlanta United. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Strat fam. I'm AJ. This is Tanner McLeod. Before we get into it, become a member of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button or hop over from Facebook and subscribe. So Atlanta United have just won the 2018 MLS Cup. It's off season, but the five stripes don't stop and neither does Atlanta United Fan TV. We're gonna be here all off season for your news and analysis on what it all means. But uh, there was a big shoe that dropped this off season already and it was the MLS playoff format changing. And uh, yeah, there's uh, very divisive feelings. Some people like it. Some people Other people really, really, like really, 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 really don't like it at all. Yeah, but uh, so essentially uh, it has changed into a single elimination format and uh, the condensed schedule uh, right before the November international break uh, is one of the things as well. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, some other things that I think, you know, we'll, we'll get into right now. Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, if you haven't seen how it actually looks, MLS put out a neat little graphic that got leaked a few days before. No shock there. Mm -hmm. But uh, here, I'll start with the positives. I already <laughs> made it very clear I don't like it. Yeah. Um, positives are you don't have to worry about the international break disrupting the playoffs, which we've bemoaned before. And I think it's kind of silly that it cuts things off and it makes things complicated. Mm -hmm. And the season ends earlier, which is a positive because it helps those teams that are competing in the CONCACAF Champions League have a little bit more time between when the season ends and when they have to start their preseason training early due to where the CONCACAF Champions League falls in the year. Now, moving on from that, I hate everything else about it. Literally <laughs> everything else about it. I knew it was gonna expand because they're adding another team. I get why they had to expand it, but I just yep. don't think this format lends itself at all to giving the trophy to the most deserving team to win the league. I so, think this sets up perfectly for a team to shithouse their way to a trophy. So for context, there are seven teams now on each uh, each conference that can make the playoffs. Uh, and that's 14 of 24 teams, essentially. It's more than half the league. They don't all deserve to be in there. It's true. And, uh, you know, there is the, the talk of uh, the league expanding to 28 teams. So that would be 50% eventually when that happens. But Guaranteed they expand past that again as well. That'd be interesting. So you're saying what? How many? Eight. I think they'd go eight. If they got a 28 team, huh. I think they'd do eight. I think they'd pretty much go straight NFL style in the yeah. playoffs with the two getting the bye on each side yeah. and then moving from there, which I would also absolutely hate. So right now, uh, also though, they're putting, I guess, the onus more on the regular season. And so the top seeds on each conference, they will get the bye. Uh, but the, you know, the other teams, they will have to play. So uh, it would be like a two versus seven, uh, three versus six, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is, is that there is no reseeding. Uh, and meaning that, you know, if, uh, you know, if it was this year, Atlanta United would be playing a Montreal impact. And so if it was, uh, if the impact won, they would stay on that side of the bracket. And uh, that would be very interesting because they would completely avoid New York Red Bulls and maybe just play NYCFC, which yes, uh, they are still a tough team, but they are not a 71 point regular season team. So uh, and if they somehow got their way all the way through the MLS Cup and uh, in this format, it would be four games that they would just have to win. Well, let me kind of just ridiculous. kind of break down why I absolutely hate this and I already touched on it. 
I think this lends teams to absolute shithousery to winning an MLS Cup, and I hate that. When you play two legs, the better team usually comes out on top. Like, I think Atlanta United and Red Bull needed to play two legs. They were two very good teams. Two legs suits it perfectly. I'm even fine if you have an expanded playoff, but the conference final is two legs to where the teams play one home, one away to really definitively make sure the best team gets to the final. Because right now what it means is every team, say Atlanta is even the one or the two seed, every team that comes to Atlanta is gonna play like we see in the regular season. They're not gonna play, they're gonna sit back, they're gonna shithouse away to extra time and possibly penalties, and no one wants that. That's one of the things that Americans hate the most about that sport is penalties. They don't understand them, it makes no sense. And I think you're guaranteed gonna get a champion at least one time that pulls a Portugal from Euro 2016, plays boring football that no one wants to watch, plays for penalties every single time, and gets their way to an undeserved MLS Cup because they park the bus against everyone. That doesn't help the game in America. Like, it does not help it. We want to see the way Atlanta United play. We want to see the way Red Bull play. We don't want to see Jose Mourinho football. Yeah, he got sacked. I'm going to touch on that. There's no way I was going to gloss over that. You don't want to see that crap. That's not going to help people who's never watched the game be like, man, that was a lot of fun. You're not going to get the mm -hmm. atmosphere at the bins where it's like, it's rocking. Everyone's excited. Goals are going in because teams are trying to get that away goal. Mm -hmm. That all goes away. There's no incentive for the team to play if they're not good enough. Say an Orlando somehow gets in at a seven seed and they come to play in Atlanta. They're just going to sit there and wait and just waste time and hope they can either nick a goal or play for penalties. That doesn't help anyone. Everyone's going to go to that game and be like, damn, that sucked. It was boring. All that happened was they kicked us every single time the ball out of play whenever they got the chance. That's not going to help the league. It's not going to help the sport and it just doesn't help at all. So to bring myself back a little bit more of a focus, because obviously I kind of just went on a little bit of a rant. I just don't understand it. I understand the expansion because you want to have more teams and you want to make it maybe more inclusive, but two legs is the perfect way to find the champion. The best team's going to come out of that. I want the team that's the most deserving and the best team to win the cup. Yeah. I get the idea of everyone has a chance and everyone can hope. Small teams win in the knockout tournament. Porto won the flipping European Cup. I mean, in 2002, three, four, whatever it was. You have teams that can be smaller, beat bigger teams. If you have a good coach, inspired players, you get your tactics right, you can get an away goal. Say a team that's small, like a, not a small, I mean, Columbus isn't small, but say Columbus comes in, mm -hmm. nicks the away goal. They go, we have to then, say we have to then go to Columbus. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different kettle of fish then. It makes the game different because it makes the other team have to play. I don't want teams to just come up and just not do anything whatsoever for 90 minutes. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my money and it doesn't help anyone. So to throw it back to you, I mean, I think I've made myself apparently yep. very, very clear on this. <laughs> I don't like the direction that it's heading. There's gotta be reasons why they're doing it. I just don't understand them whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I mean, and to play devil's advocate uh, there, I guess it's, that, uh, yeah, I mean, you have that aspect of, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, the single elimination, it does give it kind of a do or die kind of aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, it puts a little bit more uh, emphasis on that regular season to really make sure that you get that top seed. Otherwise, you do have this, uh, this chance of happening where, you know, I, I would be very upset. And I think I'm not the only one if a, a seventh-seeded Orlando City uh, you know, just really shit house their way yeah. to an MLS Cup. Yeah, and you know, if that happens, uh, no, it the, doesn't count. The, the same. Banter, it, it takes the it takes the meaning away. Atlanta yeah. United earned our MLS Cup. You yeah. cannot take that. We beat, we beat the best, the best teams. Yeah. 
We beat them. We beat NYCFC twice. We smacked Red Bull at home and we managed, what we did in the second leg against Red Bull is exactly what you'd see from lower seeded teams every single game. It was a horrible game. Yep. I'm an Atlanta United fan. That game sucked. The best part about it was when the final whistle went off and we knew we were hosting MLS Cup. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, I couldn't have watched any of that 90 minutes and I'm passionate about it, but that was horrible. Horrible football. Yeah, yeah you don't I don't need that. I don't think many people watch uh, that second leg over and over again. And be they, like, man, that was epic. No, yeah. defending is great. Maybe it's not fun. Like yeah. Atlanta United completed less than fifty percent of our passes. What's good about that? You would have that every single game from lower seeded teams if they had to come to Atlanta. There's no incentive for them to do anything else aside from do that and hope they get a call to go their way. And that's not the way the game should be played. And I guess the other counter argument is is okay, well, we're throwing a bit of an American flair into things. And I guess people are kind of linking it up with, oh, well, this is how the NFL does it. They're two different sports. You have to score in the NFL. In this format, you wouldn't have to even score. You just have to get the penalties. Like in the NFL, you have to score more points than the other team. In this format, that does not have to happen. That does not make the game better. No one wants to watch that crap. Stop it. If they change it and make it to where the conference finals are two legs, good, that's fine. I can deal with that getting to there because then you make teams have to play the freaking game. But if you don't have to play the game, it's gonna be boring, people are gonna stop watching and you're not gonna grow the sport in America. I get that you're trying to throw an American flair. It's not an American sport, it's the world's game. You have perfect examples everywhere else around the world with different leagues, different countries, different continents, numerous different teams, and they make it work. This ain't the way to do it. I hate to break it to you. <sighs> okay. But uh, you wanted so, a rant, there you go. <laughs> but in terms of, uh, yeah, I mean, other positives that people have saw, uh, it's a shorter season, but there will be a, a case where some of these regular season games will have to be played in midweek games. Uh, it would just really kind of congest the schedule where- Even more. It might be very difficult for a lot of people to make it to a lot of those midweek games and thus revenue becomes less. Uh, you have a lot of very detracting factors to a, a lot of this, but I think one of the positives, I guess, is that they are willing to adjust uh, that, you, that you They show a willingness clearly. to adjust, which I guess is a positive that yeah. they're trying. Right. But I think the biggest issues you're seeing, and, and I, I know you're gonna touch on this, is there is a natural competitive imbalance in the league already. Yeah. And if they're trying to make the emphasis of doing this make the regular season mean more, I actually don't think it does. Because certain teams have to play other certain teams three times. Certain teams have to fly yeah, out we're, west we're, yeah, mid-time. Exactly. Like, like we had to fly out to San Jose midweek. I mean, at the yeah. end of the season, that's really tough. Say you have to fly out to San Jose or do a West Coast road trip, and then you have a playoff one-off game the next week. How does that make your regular season mean more? It can make your regular season mean absolutely nothing because you got a bad fixture schedule. Now you have to play a game after traveling a long bit, and your season's done. And you could be a really good team, and you're sitting on your ass watching the MLS Cup final thinking, we should be playing for that. And it's just like, it, there's too many external factors that don't make that system fair, in, as far as I'm concerned. Sure, and then, yeah, speaking on playing multiple teams uh, multiple times uh, versus, uh, I, I, you know, someone in your conference that, uh, you know, so it's essentially like, Atlanta United had to play DC United three times. Uh, and then New York Rebels had to play NYCFC three times. It's not equivalent. Uh, I mean, NYCFC is a kind of much tougher team than DC United, no matter the form at the end of the season or not. Um, you know, and that's going to impact 
uh, your you know actual uh, regular regular season point total as well. But uh, you know, I, I think all this though, it's I think it was changed to kind of really target that uh, 2020 Qatar World Cup because then essentially why not change it then? Well, you have the I guess uh, you know working out the kinks. I guess is what they're trying to do. Working out there the kinks is, in a bad uh, system. I, I, yeah, I get there, it. There, yeah. there is. Uh, I mean, it, that's the thing. It, it wasn't really that broken to be. It didn't with. need I, fixing, which is why it I'm was so a angry. very, very watched final as well. I mean, it, I think by all uh, by all measures, it was one of the most watched. Uh, it was the most finals. watched finals in so, 20 years. Yeah, and it had good teams playing. I mean, the yeah. entire playoffs. When you look back at them. They were good. I mean, from the LAFC Real Salt Lake game in the knockout, the very yeah. beginning, that it's, was a great and game. If you did away, which is we are, we're doing away with that two-leg series, you miss out on such an amazing Western or, Conference or Final. See, or seeing Seattle have to play Portland twice. That was awesome. Yeah. I loved that. And yeah, it came down to penalties, but that was after they played 180 minutes games, yeah. of great games. I mean, yeah. the extra time in that Seattle game was insane. Yeah. That goes away in this situation because you have a one-off game. You wouldn't yeah. have gotten that. And like you said, it was a system that was working. Why change it? If you're changing it for the World Cup, it's 2019 next year. It ain't till 2022. Why change it? You're not gonna have 28 teams in 2022. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna get closer, but the regular season means more when there are less playoff places because yeah. it means you have to win every single game. You have to get your points. The more you add teams, the less it means the regular season makes something. And the more it is, teams get lucky, play negative football, nick a result. That's not fun to watch. Your numbers are gonna go down. I just. I, I don't see why you need to fix mm -hmm. something that's not broken. Yeah, and so uh, to kind of wrap this up, uh, you know, yes, there are a lot of things that are divisive about it. Uh, we don't really particularly like a whole lot of it, but uh, it is what the status quo is going to be now, and so we're going to have to kind of deal with it until they adjust it again at some point, which, I mean, MLS rules change just constantly, they're so fluid. Which so, I guess is a positive because the game is always growing yeah. and they're trying to find that that perfect synergy of the right. game being effective here. So to, to, to not be so angry, you've definitely touched on it multiple times, is they show a willingness to change. I just don't feel that this is a good change in the right direction and could be a negative step for the league. But hopefully if it is, they can fix it, they yep. can change it, they can move on, they can make things better. You know, it's a growing sport, so there's definitely going to be growing pains. I just was really hoping that we weren't going to make any more silly ideas. Those are kind of left in the past, and this just kind of seems like a throwback MLS-type rule change that I'm not really a fan of. And that's fair, uh, but uh, we'll move on to the next piece of news, and that uh, the, uh, the Washington Post pretty much put out that, yeah, Atlanta United are maybe going to play March 2nd or 3rd against uh, DC United, uh, and that's at Audi Field. And so uh, it'll be very interesting, uh, you know, uh, that essentially we don't get that home game to start the season. Uh, some people have really pointed out that. It'll be two yeah, away games in a row. Two away games in a row. Yes, we will have that Champions League game uh, that's at home uh, before the season starts. You have that, but, uh, you know, for the... The, you know, in terms of a banner being uh, presented, we'll have to wait. Uh, you have the other aspect that we did play uh, away last year as well to start the season. So, 
You know, uh, a lot of factors. Although losing away is apparently a good thing to win an MLS Cup. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, I guess if we lost away to DC, just be like, yeah, okay, it happened. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, not to not to. I, I'm not gonna go back and extend it on that. I'd love <laughs> just to win the MLS Cup as well in this new format, just to be like, all right, fine, whatever. Just <laughs> don't be like, don't don't, don't worry, worry about it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're good. Yeah. Uh, then, I, then I'll stop complaining. About but everything. the uh, the rest of the schedule has not been announced. But uh, apparently, though, one of the major hindrances is uh, a motocross uh, event at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium that week. So the fact is, is yeah, I mean, really? blame, blame motocross. Motocross? <laughs> really? But, uh, yep. We just won a title for the first time in 23 years for this city. They're not thinking about that. And you got motocross? Yeah, they're not thinking about really? that. Really? But uh, yeah, in our next piece of news, uh, man, you know, Atlanta United, uh, we are just bossing the league in every which way possible. But uh, we have the 45% uh, or 46% uh, of the most attended games in the United States in 2018. It's not bad. That's pretty ridiculous. much every other game. That's pretty the much highest yeah. attended in Mercedes. <laughs> Almost Stadium. half. I mean, that's, that's according to World Soccer Talk. Um, that's yeah. incredible. That's a credit to the fans. That's a credit to the front office. It's yeah. a credit to the team. I mean, that's just another one of those things. Good job, Atlanta. On, having won the cup. It, Kind of it setting in now and just seeing what Atlanta United has become and, and how it's here in Atlanta of all places where it's excelling so well and it's setting the you know the tone for the rest of the league. It's it's still surreal to, to to see that this is the club we have, this is the way that we're doing things and you know that that continues both on and off the pitch. I mean, we'll we'll dig into more of the transfer rumors regarding, you know, GBS and, and Pity mm-hmm. Martinez as we go on, but it's just like that's a pretty big statistic to say that, you know, there are 45 most attended soccer games in the United States this year. Damn near half of them were in Atlanta. And, you know, we're up to, what, 15th in the world in attendance last season, past mm-hmm. Liverpool, past Man City, like both of those things. Mm-hmm. Only time my team's going to be in front of those for any certain statistic anytime <laughs> soon. But, I mean, it's just it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, it just speaks volumes on the, uh, the level of support and just what the... Uh, entire club, front office, uh, you know, the fans, everybody has done in embracing not just the team, but the sport and uh, really just making it grow immensely. But uh, next piece of news is that uh, the exit interview from Tata Martino on AJC, that was a fantastic read. Um, you should read the whole, t- whole thing if you haven't, but uh, it pretty much outlined why Tata decided to leave. And uh, he pretty much said that, yeah, I mean, he uh, hasn't really gone back to Argentina since January when he joined the club uh, in 2017. And so it's, uh, it's been a wild ride for him. He has not had a lot of free time, essentially. It's a very time-consuming job. And uh, for pretty much those reasons, he didn't see like a, a, a future where he could continue to do this and, I guess, be sane. So. Yeah, I mean, all those, they're completely understandable reasons. Not being able to see your family really at all, not to be able to go home, because it is, you know, welcoming as so, Atlanta is. Mm-hmm. You know, Rosario's his home. That's where he's from. That's where he still has his house. His family's there. That That's where, at the end of the day, he, he wants to be, you know? So you, can't hold, you yeah. can't hold that against the guy. Yeah, and especially with all the, the tournaments coming up, um, you know, he saw that, yeah, the writing on the wall is... I have no time, so, you know, (laughs) 
I can't say enough good things about the guy. He yeah. left on the perfect note to get that cup win. Mm -hmm. He's always welcome back in Atlanta. And he right. even spoke on that in the interview, how he wants to be back in Atlanta. Right. And um, yeah, <laughs> there uh, there may be a time where he might be, uh, you know, coming to Atlanta even sooner. And, uh, you know, if he does take that Mexico job, it will be interesting because on June 5th, there is a friendly and it's scheduled at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's not official completely yet. Not official, but, but uh, yeah, it, it would be very, very interesting if, uh, you know, it would be a homecoming for I Tata I think he'd Martino, still get a hell of a reception, even yeah. if it's with Elchery. Yeah. I want to see him back in Atlanta for an Atlanta game, though, so we can have yeah. another go at the Golden Spike. Oh, for sure, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a way better uh, welcoming back than, you know, a, a game that most of us probably would not really have a rooting interest in, uh, except for, you know, uh, the, you know, Mexican international team fans but uh there might be a lot of uh non-international uh Mexican i still might go anyway fans. yeah just to, i've never seen an international game funny enough in person so yeah. i may fancy it moving on uh so to atlanta united 2 uh they have announced that they are moving from cool Rayfield to fifth third bank stadium in kennesaw it's um using bank name yeah exactly maybe the fifth Third plate. What? It's uh, it's crazy maths, but uh, yeah. And so uh, it will be the the home venue for the 2019 season. Uh, yeah, lots of good and bad about it, but I think my main thing is that they need to really sort out that parking and transportation because they have not dealt with so many people uh, the previous times, and I guess it won't probably be as uh, heavily attended as those uh, U.S. Open Cup games. But uh, I think still you got to work out being able to exit in a regular amount of time, especially if it's, uh, you know, on a weekday, if it were, yeah, it'd be very, very difficult uh, to get out of there. And, you know, you'll you'll be getting home at like 11 p.m. on a weeknight. It's, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons. I think the cons, as you described, the traffic there is yeah. a nightmare. But the stadium but itself, for, like, I, I think yeah. the stadium itself, my experience there with the game, it, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. I thought it's a great venue for soccer. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great venue beautiful. for Atlanta United, too. It definitely kind of feels like a, a lower leagues type stadium. It feels you're yeah. closer to the pitch. It's mm -hmm. not a weird baseball type thing and mm -hmm. the, the sidelines are better yeah the sidelines are better the pitch itself is going to be much better because it's not going to be temporary grass being laid mm -hmm. so i think it's going to be really good for atlanta yeah. too and I, it's I close to the training grounds it is and good it's closer to where well. i live so i might go see them <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah lots of good but uh if they can sort out a little bit of the negative perfect but uh, next piece of news comes uh, out that uh, the Gulch has officially been sold for a number, and that's 115 million. It's a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, which is some point. Uh, some person pointed out on Twitter that uh, it could be more than what Orlando City's uh, stadium was worth. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that would be funny banter if uh, uh, that, that actually were true. I don't even care about. But that uh, anymore. <laughs> I really. But, don't. Uh, yeah, and uh, but essentially though, the Gulch being uh, sold. I mean, and really they're gonna do like the work live play kind of combo facilities there it really kind of displaces all of the supporters groups into other areas there's talk of maybe the blue lot being the actual replacement with along with other uh, parking lots but that's the biggest parking lot uh, around the bends that could house as many people as uh, there is uh, yes there is the Home Depot backyard so you sterile. have that yeah you have it where it's kind of sanitized a little bit the culture is definitely different it's really a completely different feel and uh with that i mean you have a lot of divisive opinions still about this as well so uh we'll see what the solution is but uh as of right now it's um 
not ideal. I mean, I guess there's a, the one positive maybe you could say is if they kind of did a, you know, if they might have taken some notes from how they worked the battery over by SunTrust yep. Park, where mm -hmm. you maybe have a bit more of some, some bigger barge open areas where fans could go have post-game celebrations. If they didn't, you know, you yep. can get a good, you know, drinking type crowd there in yeah. a band of similar to how European clubs kind of have some things. That right. could be an okay trade-off, but at the same time, tailgating is such a unique part of our culture and the mm -hmm. way we do things, especially here in the South, that it would be a real shame to to lose that or have to break people apart. Having all those supporter groups together like that, it, it it's a very unique Atlanta thing. And I'd, I'd be ashamed for that to be completely broken up. Yeah. I, and I just don't see that happening in the Home Depot backyard. So mm -hmm. hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see something happen, but who knows? Yeah. Speaking on uh, potential and uh, you know a player this time, uh, Pitti Martinez. I mean, this is the type of guy that we're getting, uh, we're maybe getting. This is still all just a rumor. Nothing is confirmed. This is one of the craziest <laughs> transfer rumors. Yeah. We were talking about it in our WhatsApp group for Atlanta Fan yeah. TV the other day, and it's just this is one of the craziest <laughs> transfer sagas I have ever well, seen. Next to Parker Watch, obviously, because that one was definitely a saga, for It sure. was definitely a saga, but, but like, uh, that was your traditional will yeah. he, won't he, who knows, no one's really sure. saying anything. But this is one person saying, uh, we'll get to that, but this is uh, Pitti Martinez winning the 2018 Olympia de Plata, uh, which is pretty much the best player in Argentina award, and that's for helping them win, you know, Copa Libertadores and uh, the Copa Sudamericana, or the Copa... Super Copa Argentina, rather. Lots but, of um, Super Copas and confusing of, words. Lots of Copas. It's a mouthful. Um, yeah, but essentially, though, I mean, you know, he's pretty much the player of the year for Argentina, and this is a guy that we're potentially getting. I mean, if that makes you smile or not, I mean, that's it should make you smile. So uh, hopefully we do get this guy. We'll uh, move on to the... The next bit of news, though. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, very, very kind of uh, bad piece of news, actually, is that uh, Major League Soccer referees and USL referees, um, they just voted for the right to be able to strike, and that's not so good. And they said they can do it whenever <laughs> yeah. they want to do it. Right, and so Great. hopefully this really does not happen because yeah, I mean. They're bad enough already. Yeah, I, we saw, how, off, we saw how replacement refs went in the NFL to go yeah. back to American sports. I do not want to see replacement yeah. refs Scab in Scab referees, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, could you imagine be like, I was refereeing college soccer and now I'm refereeing Atlanta United in the bins against Red Bull. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, not, not so good. good. Not so Although good. I will say this, there is actually, it's not so good news, but there's actually a positive spin on this. And my thing is, if it gets them to have more pay and more training, yeah. that's a positive because that that's in effect should make them better. Because right. if you're paying them more, then people will want to do it. They're criminally underpaid, they're yeah. criminally undertrained, so it's no shocker that they have bad games at times. So if this helps get them to that end of having better officiating in the United States, you know, mm -hmm. in, in MLS, I'm all for it. Because right. the standard as it is right now isn't up to where it should be, but again, they do deserve more pay because for what they have to deal with, I certainly wouldn't take that job. Yeah. But um, yeah, moving on to the next piece of news, uh, Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, uh, Mohamed Sanu, uh, Sanu, Sanu, yeah, uh, he don't watch a lot of football. Neither one of us, to be yeah, honest. yeah. But uh, essentially, uh, Joseph Martinez is on his cleats. Uh, we'll put it up on the the screen right now. They're pretty fire. I'm oh yeah, they're they're very dope. Um, I mean, I, I would rock those. Uh, you know, running around the park. Uh, I mean, 
yeah, football boots and soccer soccer boots are very different, but hey, you know, just uh, kick around with them anyway, and man. Still a good shot. They also had a big yeah. tribute before the uh, Falcons game on Sunday, talking yeah. about Atlanta winning MLS Cup. Yeah, and when they, uh, on TV, when they were showing Arthur Blank, it said Atlanta United owner and then MLS Cup champions on it as well, yeah. on the Fox broadcast. They did that two weeks in a row, because uh -huh. they did that when they got clapped by the Packers two weeks ago, but I'm not a... I'm not a Falcons fan. My yeah. team in the NFL that I don't watch too often lost anyway, so. Yeah, uh, but moving on into the rumors. Uh, yeah, so Pitti Martinez, he's pretty much uh, kind of uh, announcing that he's, uh, you know, had a, a, a deal done, uh, you know, the that he okayed last month. Um, I mean, he's pretty much, uh, but he has not said actually specifically LA United, he's kind of been asked by uh, Klaus Continental, uh, very non-specific, I guess, questions, but I think everybody kind of knows that he's pretty much talking about Atlanta United, but whether it's actually Atlanta United, I guess, I guess it's Apparently, River Plate <laughs> said there's a deal as well or yeah. something. Like, this is one of the weirdest things where it's like, two parties are basically openly saying, yeah, there's a deal with another club, and the third party is just saying nothing. Daniel is <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Which is, you know, standard Darren Eels, and I'm right. fine with that. But it, I just find it really, really, really weird. Like, I've never seen one where there's two parties that are basically saying, yeah. yeah, it's happening, and it's from those parties, yeah. and the other one's like, eh. It's just, I yeah. find it odd. It's an there interesting are, situation. There are reasons, though, I, I'm sure, because, yeah, the Miggy situation, if he's, uh, you know, when he's leaving, that's really the question. And, we have less bargaining power, sure. If the team knows we have to sell him. Right, especially if they're in camp at the same time, then it kind of becomes a little bit strange as well, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's also, at the point of this news, uh, Pitti Martinez was still playing in uh, at least the Club World Cup as well, and so... Although apparently he might not play in the third place game. Right, because uh, they just uh, kind of bombed out of the Club World they, Cup against Allah. He, he, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Alain, but yeah, it's... He missed the penalty. He also yeah. had an assist, but he could have put them 3-2 yeah, up and up. possibly could have won the game, but he... He ended up coming off before uh, regular time ended, and River ended up losing 5-4 in penalties, so they will play a third-place game. Shame. I really wanted to see them play Madrid. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's a very interesting situation, but at the end of the day, if you're an Atlanta United fan, you've got to feel pretty good about yourself because you might be losing Miguel Almiron, but you're taking the best player from the best team in South America. Yeah. So... Not really a bad gig at all. I right. mean, they're two different players, but he's a really good... I mean, he's an Argentinian international. Right. Think about that. This guy's played for the Argentinian national team. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a mad thing. You're oh, going sure. out and signing a guy like that. It's just like, rest of MLS is going, wait, what? Yeah. Like, who <laughs> does that? Argentina, regardless of how they did at the World Cup, is still one of the best national teams mm -hmm. in world football. And you're going and getting a player that plays for them. Right. And that's mind blowing. And in terms of like, you know, the the talent that he has, I mean, he's got that silky smooth uh, you know, playing style. Uh, he's definitely not as fast as Miguel Miron. He uh, has a really ridiculous good touch. Um, he's yeah. definitely more of like a he it's a terrible comparison yeah. obviously, but he's more in the vein of like an artist, like a messy type player. Yeah. He's not messy, obviously, but right. when it comes to, he doesn't use the necessarily style. his speed. He's just mm -hmm. really good on the ball. Mm -hmm. He has the speed when he needs to have it, when he can get going, mm -hmm. but in tight spaces, this guy is just, 
he turns people inside out. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he, got a shot on And he scores well. goals. Like, yeah. I'm not saying Miggy doesn't, because he does, but yeah. Pity Martinez is a goal scorer. Yeah. Like, that could be a very interesting Martinez dual combo Ooh, yeah. up there that could see a lot of goals coming for Atlanta. Oh, yeah. United. A lot of people have already said, you know, Martinez, two Martinez. It'll be, yeah, I think then it'll the be a fu- pleasure If they did the fusion thing, it'd be like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, the Martinez so, fusion. I, 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 I think it's more Miggy. Oh, I know. I, I know, I know, so. I know. But it's just like, that's, that's, a, that's a whole lot of, if you didn't have enough of one Martinez, yeah. now you get two. Exactly. Good it'd luck. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But um, actually, I think it'll be interesting what he'll wear on his, uh, his kit. I think it'll be G Martinez like he has currently, but... Uh, I mean, you never know. Might, might be pity. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. You, you yeah. never know. Who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, we're being... Uh, to go back to kind of the whole status of Atlanta United, like, Atlanta United is an international club. And mm-hmm. we've talked on this in previous pods, but it's like, we're being talked about in the world. Yeah. And that doesn't happen a lot with really any other MLS side. And the next piece of news, Michael Parkhurst and LA United may be further in negotiations than we actually thought. I mean, it is interesting. Uh, Taylor Twelman put out a tweet saying that uh, we are pretty much asking Parky to take a uh, pay cut. And, you know, on the flip side, Parky may be looking for more. And so uh, it'll be interesting. Um, Yes, you know, he was the captain and just won MLS Cup with us and... Yeah, uh, the thing is, he's 35, and, you know, that's a very, very, um, that's the age where a lot of people start to decline in their, uh, you know, their skills and uh, their form, and so it's going to be difficult whether we want to actually kind of bite the bullet or just say bye. Yeah, it's a very tough situation. I mean, on one hand, for Michael Parkhurst, you finally got the one thing you've been craving. You've got your hands on that MLS Cup. As a captain, no less, he's been an incredible servant for Atlanta United. And I would love to see him remain in, in red, black, and gold until yeah. he retires. But on the other hand, you know, he's in a great place to ask for more money. But Atlanta United aren't really in a great place to give him more money. Yeah. Like you just touched on, you know, you can have a really sharp decline very quickly at this age, especially when you're going to be playing as many games and as many competitions as Atlanta United will be next season. Not to mention you have people who deserve more money. Julian Gressels, Tito Vijalvas, Joseph Martinez is probably going to want a new contract as well. Mind you, he's a DP, but, you know, you have to think about the, the budget on this and where the, all this money is going. And do you want to pay more to an aging center back, regardless of how good he is? Sometimes in football, it's tough. But you have to, you know, put sentimentality in the back seat and think what's going to be best for our squad moving forward, especially in a salary cap league where That's you're within thing. a financial, you know, you have a structure that you have to fall within. Mm-hmm. That puts Atlanta in a difficult situation. He will have other options. He is a free agent. He can yeah. negotiate with other teams. Yeah, there are other teams that are actually potentially interested. Uh, it's the Toronto's, the Chicago's, the NYCFC's were mentioned in... Uh, Two of those, I really wouldn't want to see him at. If he went yeah. to Chicago, I'd be like, damn, that's a crying shame. But if right. he went to Toronto or City, I'd be like... I, I don't see uh, him actually going to uh, a Toronto or an NYCFC. And it's a city. Yeah, I, I think it doesn't quite work for me uh, for a number of reasons. But Chicago, okay, sure. I mean, it would pretty much displace or move uh, Schweinsteiger maybe forward. 
but he's also then, in the same spot yeah, of old age. It's, uh, it's not really a good situation. Chicago would have no legs. Yeah, they I mean, would not be quick. Yeah, so <laughs> this might be a little bit of uh, you know Parky's camp where they are tra trying to maybe leak out some things and leak out to Twelman essentially, uh, so that there might be a, a bidding war. We'll see if it actually becomes one. But I think Parky, uh, he has you know. He's definitely a revered, um, you know, captain for the team, but you know, it may be a detriment if he does actually uh, get more money from LA United because that means a Julian Gressel won't get as much money, a Tito Vijalba might not get as much money, and that would be pretty terrible to lose one of them. Yeah, it's so. just some of the decisions you have to make, and it's not just obviously, you know, we have those structures in MLS with the salary cap, but. It happens in around the rest of the world. I mean, you have captains at clubs that you don't want to say bye to that have to leave in certain situations. It's just, they get too old. They have to move on. It's part of the game. You grow old and you're not as good anymore and teams just don't want to pay you the money that you're currently on or more. So at sports, it's something we'll have to deal with. You know, we'll have other captains leave at some point in time. He's just the one that will have the, you know, the, the nice little distinction of being the one that lifted our first ever MLS Cup. Right. So. Uh, so next piece of news uh, comes out that uh, from Roger Gonzalez at CBS Sports. Uh, he's uh, pretty much reporting that uh, GBS, Guillermo Barros Scaloto, uh, said that he wants the Atlanta United job, but uh, and he would also love to get back into MLS, and uh, that there was contact with the team a couple weeks ago, but since he has left Boca Juniors, there has been no contact. Very interesting news yeah. this if is, this is true. This definitely falls into the silly season category of it could be true, it might not be true. It's a very interesting bit regardless. I don't think we're gonna discuss it too long, but if it is, if it does prove to be true, that that's saying something from Atlanta United to go, we're just, we, we, we can do better. And that's a pretty bold stance to right. take, but if that's a stance they're taking, I like it. I'm curious to see we, we, how it ends yeah. up. But. I definitely trust uh, LA United's uh, kind of uh, decision-making process in regards to a lot of this stuff. So uh, I, I would definitely kind of back what they're thinking if uh, this is the case. But uh, if GBS, um, you know, is on the top of their list, which by all accounts before this, he probably was, uh, it really makes uh, the whole kind of coaching candidates list, that short list, really, really interesting. And it could be that they're just really holding the cards very close to the vest, and you know we'll just uh, find out when we find out. I'm much more relaxed about this club finding a new manager <laughs> than about the other club I support finding a manager. But you kind of know my feelings on front offices if you watched our season review, and right. I've already ranted once, so I won't right. do it again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so um, Ezekiel Barco has uh, gone out on international duty uh, as of Monday this week uh, with the uh, U20s of Argentina. He's in camp there. Uh, good for him. He will essentially uh, have camp in both December and January to decide if uh, he's pretty much trying to make the team. And so if he can, and if he does, he would be playing a good bit uh, throughout the, the, the actual 2019 regular season, uh, which might take him away from the team a little bit, and it'd be a great experience for him but it also means that uh, the onus on our other guys will be just a little bit stronger. 
that that, so we'll that gives a very it's a good experience. It's, it's a good experience. Uh, it's kind of a shame he won't get arrested at all because you don't want him to run himself into the floor. But also, if he's missing a lot, then it's like, why? If you don't move Almiron, that opens up other options. So yep. it's uh, it makes for interesting times. For it makes sure. for very interesting times. Indeed. But uh, that does it for the uh, news and rumors, and we'll get into the mailbag. You guys send in these questions through IG story. Thank you guys so much for doing so. Uh, you know, keep sending them in and we'll maybe answer your question in the future. But the first question comes from Drew Packham. Jose Mourinho is suddenly available. Just saying. <laughs> uh, no. Just, just no. Yeah, he would have matched. I've been through this once. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. I, I, mm. Yeah, he wouldn't match no. our playing style anyway. Just no. So I think rest assured, I think hopefully no. uh, we will not see him at this. There's United. a great place he should manage. It's not here, but they do play in the South. They're a team in Florida. They wear purple. Ooh. He'd fit perfect there. They're already enough of a shambles. He'd fit in just right. I don't even know if I wish that on Jose Mourinho, man. Oh, wow. Well, I know, I know. That's that's big coming from that's me. But anyway, from, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, uh, next question comes from Caleb Lawrence. Do you think Petit Martinez would be a good fit to the squad to replace Almiron? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he just won the Argentina Player of the Year. Uh, yeah. I think he's a very, very good replacement. Um, you know, and Almiron was pretty much one of the best, uh, you know, young prospects coming out of uh, Argentina at that time I mean, when he came over. I mean, this is the guy who just won Player of the Year. Miggy was playing at Lanaus, which is yeah, good Lanus, club. Yeah. Lanaus, sorry. He's uh, playing there. Good club, but there's two clubs in Argentina, and then there's massive. everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And Pity Martinez is the best player on one of them. And just, so, yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he uh, acclimates himself to MLS, but yes. uh, I think he will have a good time uh, acclimating him if he does yes. come to the team. But uh, next question comes from Luna Luis 2 uh, If we keep Almiron this winter and get pity, how do you see the lineup playing out? Uh, in that case, you have to move someone, and yeah. if you're not moving Miggy, you're not moving Joseph, which means you have to move Barco. So that's the only way that that could even be a thing. And we'd be taking a hit on that transfer fee for sure, especially There's with a, the deal with Independiente as well. That's we'll true. Lose you, you, that yeah. 30%. That, there's there's some interesting things you could do, though, I think, if you wanted to move Barco on, where you could take a lower price, you just chuck a bunch of clauses into that contract. And if, say, you're a team in Spain, you're like, what's eight, 10 million euros? I mean, and if you have, you know, he. You owe us two million more if he plays this many games, if he scores this many goals, if he does this, if he wins this. But no bones about it, we would be selling low on Barco, and by business practices, it's just not wise. It's yeah, it's not, not, but it's not something that's completely uncommon in world football either. For sure, I mean, but it's after one year. Where, I agree. I think yeah. he has a lot of upside. I think he will yeah. come good, but it does put Atlanta in a very interesting place. Um, I, I it's been talked about before. I, buying a DP down with Tam or Gam or any allocation money mm -hmm. is very difficult, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a waste of allocation money. So, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of a watch the space type of thing, and and we'll see what works out with that. I fully trust. You know, again, we, yeah. we beat that drum over and over again, but, but I if, fully if, trust the front office to figure whatever out. Right. They're going to get it figured out. If there was this scenario that it does work out, uh, I think you have. Pity, I think, as the 10. Yes, I put and Miggy on the have, left. Yeah, Miggy on the left because of his speed. Uh, his work rate uh, still allows 
uh, going, you know, uh, back that and forth. That being said, what I've so. seen from Pity Martinez, if you had him, Almiron, Vijalba, and Joseph in the same lineup, oh, because yeah. Pity Martinez's intelligence and his movement's incredible. He can pop up all over the place. Mm -hmm. The same thing you'd have with Miggy. It'd just be so fluid and amazing. Basically, yeah. how you watch when, when like a Liverpool play would be a great example. Yeah. Because their front three or their attackers interchange positions and pop right. up all over the place, which mm -hmm. leaves defenders scratching their head. And when they're of the quality of a Pity Martinez, a Miguel Almiron, a Joseph Martinez, Ezequiel Barco, Tito Vijalba, mm -hmm. there's not really any team in Major League Soccer that would be able to prevent one of them from scoring. Yeah. And you could also do this. You could have Miggy uh, cutting in from the right and Tito cutting in from the left. Uh, and you Pity could... going wherever. I yeah, mean, there's I mean, just so much you can so do attacking-wise. If you had all those players, that's, I think, an attacking lineup no one would have ever seen in MLS before. And yeah. it, I think you'd see a lot of goals. Yeah, it would be I'm fine with crazy that. fun. Maybe uh, defense be damned a little bit, but, uh, you know. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be fun. Uh, next question comes from Eduardo V14. Who is still a candidate to replace Tata? Well, at this point, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still have GBS, of course. Uh, I mean, whether he's actually on the list or not at this point, we'll see. Uh, you have, uh, you know, Gabriel Molito of, uh, you know, the Independiente and Barcelona fame, uh, you know. It's uh, it's kind of up in the air after that. I mean, Alan Pardew was at the MLS no. Cup final, but uh, those, those links are very, very weak. And why he was there, still don't know. He's he doesn't weird. have a job. He yeah. had free time. Maybe yeah. he wanted to watch he, some football. Yeah, he no. wanted to come to America and watch MLS. Um, no. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And uh, beyond that, I mean, I think more names will probably be leaked in the coming days, but, you know. The fact that all these names are being linked and this an international links tells yeah. you, again, the status of the Atlanta United it's job. It's an international and job. And if they're, you know, parring off GBS now, that shows you that they know they're an international club and they can get someone good. So, yeah. if anything, that's a really good thing for Atlanta yeah. United because there's demand to get this job. Yeah. So, there's, uh, you know, there's speculation on a, a you know, whole bunch of people. Uh, Bielsa, Gallardo. Bielsa's not leaving. Yeah, I know I've whole, talked about it, but Leeds are playing so well right now. Yeah. There's no way he leaves. Yeah, them. exactly. And so, you know, there's there's so many names. Uh, there could be a name that just is going to just uh, bamboozle everybody. and really know. Yeah, Jardim, exactly. Oh, I'd lose my mind. Yeah. But uh, next question comes from Nick Lanfear. I want to join one of the SGs, but not sure which one. How do they differ from each other? Oh, this is right up your So, right. essentially, I mean, uh, it, it's pretty complicated, I think, uh, with each. Uh, but all are, are very, very great. I think the best way is to previously go to the Colch and, you know, just hang out with all of the supporters groups and figure out which one fits your culture the best. Um, there are a ton more than just the, the main supporter groups, uh, the four main ones, but because uh, you also have, uh, so I'll, I'll spout them off, uh, Terminus Legion, you know, they were the, the first supporter group for Atlanta United. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, uh, to, it's very difficult to sum all these up very quickly and concisely, but uh, they, uh, they put the onus on kind of the charity work um, they have a presence in the uh, supporter section on the capo stand as well as, uh, you know, having a great tailgate as well. Uh, you know, I think likewise with Footy Mob, uh, plus a kind of uh, hip-hop culture, Atlanta culture kind of emphasis. Uh, you have the faction that are a little bit more family-oriented with a great tailgate. 
Um, great people as well. You have Resurgence, also very awesome with the supporter section uh, and getting that uh, that atmosphere and the uh, and they all pretty much combine on uh, TFOs and uh, really trying to make Mercedes Benz the fortress that it is and uh, you know it, it getting the headlines and, and whatnot. Those incredible TFOs that we saw this year. I think the other thing is, is you don't have to join just one. Yeah, you, you can, can join, join multiple. You can join yeah. all of them. I yeah. mean, there are people that are a part. There of is all an entry fee for all of them. So but, there is an yeah. entry fee, but I but. mean, each one of them has its own perks, has its own things that it offers. But again, you can just, like AJ said, go down, experience their culture, and you might like some, you might like all, you can pick and choose, you can be in two, you can be in whatever. Yeah, it's really be, up to you. And that, yeah. that I think is the great part is right. that there's so much to offer, you really can't go wrong. Right. So Exactly, and there's Spanish speaking ones, La Dolce, you know, uh, Delta 17, that's now part of uh, Black Hearts. There's so many now, it's, it's amazing that we have so many, and that's the beautiful thing. Uh, I'm, uh, apologies if I did not mention your supporters group, but uh, or supporter group. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you know it allows you to become really more uh, ingratiated into the culture as well. So I encourage you to be part of it if you're not uh, part of one of the supporters groups. But um, yeah, next question comes from Patty Hoban. If Atlanta were in the Premier League, where do you realistically think you'd finish, guys? Guys, um, I don't know if the the last guys is like. Are, are you kind of incredulous? Like, are, are we still listening? Because yes. <laughs> this uh, is a pretty pretty funny question here. But uh, yeah, if, um, <laughs> I don't think Atlanta is a Premier League side. I think we'd be competitive in the Championship potentially. Um, that's not a slight on Atlanta United, but you even for to, the lower sided Premier League teams. They're really, really good. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, I think we could probably, on our day, especially if they came to the bins, mm -hmm. we could beat a Fulham. They're shipping goals right now. We could beat yeah. a Huddersfield. But they're really good. I mean, you have to understand the level of the Premier League. Even if they might be a bad team, those guys are still really fast, really good. Atlanta's getting there, but, but we're still not there yet. They have quality top to bottom, right. and... You know, we would have and, our weaknesses in some places. Right, and they're used to playing the likes of a Man City, a uh, you know, a Chelsea, a Liverpool. They're uh, also a heck of a lot more physical. Exactly. Like, very, very. And physical. so it depends on maybe you know the refs that would be you know refing the game as well. What calls would be made? But yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're just far and away very, very much better than uh, I think for a reason because. It's also this, we're a salary cap league, so we do not have the resources to get uh, the quality of players that uh, a Premier League team could get. And yeah, I so, mean, they can spend however much they get, and every team in the Premier League gets 100 million pounds a season in TV money. Just think about that. Yeah. They get 100 million just for being there. So that's a lot of money to spend. I mean, obviously it costs a lot to run those clubs, but they, they really have different financial levels that they're playing on. Mind you, if you took that away, I think Atlanta could absolutely compete with them. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I'd love to see Atlanta maybe play a Premier League team in a preseason friendly because I think we could beat them. I think it'd be kind of cool. But at the same time, I really don't want to have our guys playing in a meaningless fixture in the middle yeah. of the year when we kind of want to win stuff. So Agreed. Yep. Uh, next question comes from N Camacho 21 Why would they cut the players' salaries if they just won the cup? I assume he's speaking on uh, Michael Parker's situation. Uh, I mean, 35. yeah, he's 35 in this situation. And for the, I think the rest of the guys, I mean, it might be, uh, you know, in their in their contract that if they win MLS Cup, they get a pay raise. That does impact 
the, probably the following year's uh, uh, you know salary cap and whatnot. But uh, in terms of that, I don't think too many players are gonna get a you know a, a pay cut. Uh, You're usually looking at your aging players, and yeah. at that side, it's it has to be a business, especially in a salary cap you know league. You can't be sentimental. You have to be smart about every single dollar you spend to maximize the quality of player that you have on your team. And if it comes down to paying, you know, a young 20-something Julian Gressel or a 35-year-old Michael Parkhurst whose career is almost over, there's only one way that money's going. Yep. So, and it'd be much wiser to go, to with go the, uh, the, the, the Gressel route. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, next question comes from Devin for real. What's up, Devin? Why is Tanner such a perfect target for a beer shower? No comment. Yeah. I think uh, it's because he's 6'5", and uh, in the supporter section where he might be blocking someone's view, maybe. So, maybe it's that. Who I've knows? Already, I've already touched on this. But this I is a very nice gentleman, so the fact that you're throwing beers at him... Come on, guys. Come on. I Be feel like nice. I'm going to get hit even more now because I've said something. Yeah, maybe. I, I think, yeah, well, it's the end of the season, so maybe they forget, but someone might write it down and just remind themselves when they see you. So, who knows? I said it in the last one. I will fight you. I don't care if I lose. I'm still going to do it. You will Liam Neeson you. I will uh, Liam Neeson you. Uh, next question comes from YWG underscore 14. How will Atlanta United tactically change next season, and will it be a drastic change? Um, is uh, I have no idea an because, acceptable answer. Yeah, because the, the actual head coach that comes in, that will determine more of what the tactics will be. I think, though, the front office is targeting a kind of continuation of our style at least we absolutely want to be a team that uh plays attractive football we that attack. tries to yeah attack and score goals uh to entertain the uh the fans and so i don't think that will change but in terms the means of, to that end might change yeah. the, the formation the way that certain players play in certain positions that that sort of thing might change yeah. but i think on the overall the style is still they're aiming for that free-flowing attacking style and they want to maintain that across head coaches so you know, I, I think that as far as that's concerned, you'll still see that. It's not like we're all of a sudden going to become a, you know, park the bus, play on the counter type team. That's not going to happen. But individual tactics in the games, formations, all that kind of stuff, that will be determined by the manager. Mm -hmm. And so we really won't know until we find out who that next manager is going to be. So without trying to dodge the question, there's not really a, a fully great answer there because we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Last question comes from Terminus United 83. Parky's contract and Ico Parra available to pick up. It's not really a question, but uh, yeah, I mean, Ico Parra, uh, very good center back. Um, yeah, and, and an American as well. He would be a little bit expensive, I think. Yeah, I think it'd be maybe a bit difficult to make that fit within the salary cap. Obviously, if you could get him, he's a very experienced center back. He understands the league. He's very, very good. So I'd absolutely welcome that. Um, but at the same time, again, like you just said, making that work finance wise if they can make if any team in front office could find yep. a way to make that work it would be atlanta united i'm just not sure if it's something that we can do but mm -hmm. they've surprised me before going to yep. nagby they'll mm -hmm. surprise me again yeah uh but uh that does it for the mailbag and that gets us to the question of the day yep and uh, there's only one way going on this one uh how do you guys feel about the new mls cup format i'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say i have made myself abundantly clear <laughs> That being said, I absolutely am open to hear, you know, criticizing my rant and saying, Tanner, you're wrong, and this is why. I'm absolutely about that. But get down in the comments below and let us know what you guys think about the new playoff format for Major League Soccer. Yeah, but that pretty much does it for us today. Thank you for joining us in an off-season uh, adventure. 
But, uh, you know, remember to subscribe if you haven't already, smash that like button, and share this video because it really does help us a lot. And for Tanner McLeod, I'm AJ. Thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah,